Forget about that. But Hopefully. I doubt it. You know what's good for you know what's good for headaches? Monster Monsters. energy drink. I don't think that's what it is. Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-op partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through cooperative experience and relate to you, the listener. This game is a creme de la creme of co-op or something better off playing solo. Hey, Nave. Hey, what's up? I don't know where I just put my... I had my phone like 10 seconds ago. Don't know where it is. That's where my notes are. Otherwise, That's I wouldn't okay. really care. I can just tell you huh. what comes up in the notes. No, because I wrote stuff down. Oh, okay. There it is. This is normally where I'd... I'd ask you how you were doing, but we ended up spending a lot of time just talking about how we were doing before we started recording. Recording. Yeah, for like 15, 20 minutes, we were just catching up. That's bad. We shouldn't do that. Yeah, we shouldn't do that. Well, the thing is, is that we haven't talked in like five, what feels like three weeks, but it's been like five days because we have like the next handful of episodes kind of vaguely outlined already, and we've already basically beaten the games. So like we are so far ahead of schedule that we're still recording normally like this is our normal time but it's like all fucking goofed up which with that we are a co-op gaming's podcast so nave what games have you been playing uh i've been playing a little bit of everything i just kind of wanted some variety in my life so i started out with necromunda hired gun which is a war warhammer 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 based game yeah well warhammer is weird because it's like a whole bunch of different like aesthetics in one like universe so i don't know what kind of war it's like warhammer 40k and then there's like vermintide necromundus its own thing it's like cyberpunk kind of style really i didn't know yeah. there was a third one i knew there was like fantasy and sci-fi i didn't know there was another one yeah you're like using machine guns and shotguns and grappling hooks and shit it reminds me of star wars bounty hunter you know like a modern one it looks really pretty and the aesthetics are really cool but like the gameplay is just kind of not there it is a it is like a retro shooter, like a Shadow Warrior, Wolfenstein, Doom. I don't know why Shadow Warrior was the first one I thought of. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not too great. It's really oh, no. really hard, but it kind of scratches an itch. I I have a feeling that if I was playing on mouse and keyboard, I'd be having a lot more fun. The game itself it has like pretty generous aim assist when the aim assist decides it wants to work, but it has that it it's really fast paced. It has that like problem where sometimes you shoot like fifteen bullets at somebody and you miss every single shot and you keep like every shot you take you adjust a little you and move then too you, far too much yeah. too little it's like yeah. awful and you feel really dumb but it's really cool uh for a little while uh i wait for it to be on game pass i'm sure it'll drop there eventually eventually or on sale i guess i don't know um i see you put eso on there i also put that on my list this is one we're working on for the pod nafe have you been doing your dailies in that yeah um, I've been playing with uh, Melissa a whole lot. She's kind of keeping me playing like uh, habitually, I guess, because we've just been questing a little bit, trying dungeons and stuff. Every fucking day, I've been invited. Every time I see you on, I invite you. You're like on fear or something, and I'm like invite him to the party so we can do a dungeon because these are hard with just two people. And then you never accept us, and so I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's real. I've never noticed those. That's a fucking problem, too, because, like, I've been inviting... When I would invite Melissa to the party, or she would invite me, I would not get an invite. She doesn't get an invite. I don't know. Something's fucking going... Something's goofed with my, uh, Microsoft right now. That's weird. But ESO is good. Oh, have you done the crafting yet? Not at all. I'm selling all my crafting supplies. Oh, no, kind of useless. Nate. 
What? Come on. You get a lot of experience to... from crafting. Like, it's almost like a, another way to play that you can still level up non, not through non-combat. That would be super interesting if crafting supplies didn't take up inventory space. Well, Nave, if you were a premium member, they would not. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so... What a, what a surprise. Pay money in an MMO? Pay money. All right, what else you got? I see you put a Sniper Elite 5, and I remember a clip you sent me of you can get invaded in that game like Dark Souls. Yeah, I think this is a new mechanic because I played Sniper Elite. I don't remember any of this shit happening. But yeah, Sniper Elite 5 dropped on Game Pass Day 1. Uh, it's a pretty fucking awesome game. Like, I'm shocked. Like, it has co-op, drop in, drop out, and you don't have to play the levels that you're on. So, like, literally, I could be on, like, level 3. You could start today and join my fucking game. And so Pretty that cool. sounds really fucking interesting. The game itself was aggravating the fuck out of me when I was first playing because I was trying to take it seriously. Big mistake. Uh, don't take this game fucking seriously. I was trying to like sleuth through everything, be super stealthy, but this game is goofed. And it's like playing Hitman and trying to be serious about it. Like I didn't realize that this game was like dumb. As soon as I took those shackles off and started be acting like it was uh, dead rising or something then i started having a whole lot of goofy fun especially with the invaders because when you invade when you get invaded you can't like reset the checkpoint or anything so if you set off an alarm and invader happens to be there then that alarm is just fucking set so like it's yeah, like there's nothing you can do yeah you can turn it off but the invasion kind of makes it really funny and goofy you know because it's always very noticeable when it's not a computer. You know what I mean? Like, you could tell. Like, people move differently. Uh, that clip I sent you was really funny, though. Like, but unfortunately, because of Twitch compression and all that shit, um, it is hard to tell where the enemy is. But I could see the enemy clearly in the grass. Like, I could tell that he was over there. I saw the sniper glint whenever you first yeah. spotted him. Like, it was a very bright flash. Like, holy crap, there's something over there. And then yeah, you, like, well, drop down, and I'm like, it's over. It was it was a, it was extinctual too. I had been sniped probably like fifteen times at that point. So what it was is sniper elite five. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're the sniper elite, not anyone else. But yeah, the uh, the game itself is um like the invasion mechanic. It is bumping right now. Like um I was I would get invaded, killed. I've only won one of them, by the way. I only found the other sniper one time. I usually always get fucking murdered. Because it's the Dark Souls thing where all the enemies are on their team, so they don't get attacked by them. Yeah. It's really annoying. But um Yeah, so I would get invaded, I would die, I would load in, count to five, I'm invaded again. Like it's that's how fucking populated the game is right now. By a different person. It's ridiculous. Is there any and some people like, are, real rewards to it? Or is it just uh, for fun? I think it's just for fun. I think there's like a there's like a battle pass kind of thing. It's not actually a really? battle pass. Oh, okay. Well, it's like you win one game, you get the unlock. You win one, two games, you get an unlock. So it's like, I don't know how to explain that besides a battle pass right now. But off the top of my head, I have, I've done one match and I killed the shit out of the guy. And I was like, wow, it is way easier when you're a German looking for the dude. Uh, there's a, The best thing about it is that it's a huge map. Like the map is massive. And so... You spawn in, and there are telephones, so you can call in as a German, be like, "Hey, there's a human, there's a dude somewhere. Where's he at?" And then they'll tell you his general location, so that you yeah. can go find him. But doing that tells the person that you did it, and you so it gives you both the location, so both of you get pinged on the map or something like that, or, or some I don't know. I haven't done it. I've only done it once as a German, so I genuinely don't know, like the the fine details. But well, I'm excited for us to play that one for the pod as well. Uh, then I see you put control in there. Did you finally finish it? 
Fuck no, dude. I still haven't beaten Prey, Tales of Arise, all these fucking games oh, I'm playing no. all at the same time. Control's interesting, though. Um, I played a little bit of it. It's good. <laughs> I don't know. I, I yeah. played a little bit, died, and lost a lot of progress, and then I was like, I can't play this. I gotta put this down. That's what happens to every game. Yeah. That's how I am with Final Fantasy 13. I'm at a, like, difficulty spike boss area, and the I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. I feel like oh. my numbers are just not strong enough. No, dude, Final Fantasy XIII is unbelievably unbalanced. It's a really bad JRPG. Like, fundamentally really? speaking, it is a horrible JRPG. Yeah, well, the problem, the thing is, is that it expects you to play specific fights in specific ways. So you can literally do one thing for most of the game, and then specific different bosses require you to have the fundamental knowledge of the game. It's like you have to have the, the minute details down of the paradigm shift system. Uh, and like the intricacies of each different class and how they interact with each other, you have to have all of that down by the time you get to like the last third of the game. And if you don't, then you're gonna have you're gonna, your nose is gonna be in a walkthrough for the rest of the fucking game. So because you're gonna you're not gonna know what's wrong, why you're dying, like what specifically you need to like because your computers themselves they will do a lot of the work uh, as far as like b the buffs and debuffs and knowing what to make sure you're scoping everyone too. like, make oh, sure yeah. that everyone I use the Libra scope on everyone. Like yeah. the second the fight starts, but, uh, I would just highly recommend before you get burnt out and quit because you're mad, I would just like go on a, go on a walkthrough and cause ever it's basically figured out at this point. So like people, it's like, just make this person, this, this person, this, and this person, this, and then make another paradigm where these three, and then make another one where these three always be in this. If this happens, shift to that, like it, they'll go through it. Like that's the only way I could fucking personally beat the game. I feel like that's how I've been beating it so far because like the last like three bosses have been walls for me like this. And I have to go in there and I feel like Batman detective style be like, all right, at this exact point, I need to swap to this stance. And he is immune to all of these, like, nerfing traits. So there's no point of ever using the saboteur on this one boss. So I have to, like, I'm, like, piecing together a strategy. Instead of just, like, performing better against the boss, it's more like knowing what calls to make, when to make them. Yeah, and eventually I win after 30 minutes. Yeah, it's like you have to have foreknowledge going into a boss fight. or you're, But obviously you don't. So you're just yeah. gonna die, and you're not gonna know why. And then you're gonna have, then you're gonna be in the mood of, okay, well now I have to do this fight, and I have to pay attention to why, like what the fuck just happened to me. Uh, I feel like we can move right along into my backlog at this point because I was trying to work on Final Fantasy 13, but got mad and quit. Uh, Lego Star Wars, the new one. Nave, I'm gonna retire it. I'm not gonna finish playing that game. Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot. It is. The game looked like it had a lot of promise, but. Yeah, it just doesn't have the spark of the old ones. I don't know if I'm older. I was even playing with my daughter and we were having fun. But it's just not... It just doesn't carry as much as it used to. Before, it was like all about unlocking parts for custom characters. And there were so many secrets in this. I just jump in. And you have a mini-map that has all the little mini-kits on them. And, of course, you walk over to one. And it's like, oh, I need a Jedi for this. But it's just Han Solo and Chewie on this mission. So I'd have to come back and free play. And I'm like, I'm not going to replay this mission. I completed, I think, like five movies out of the whole, you know, was there like nine Christ. in the whole saga? I completed five of them. And at that point, I was just, I don't know if I was burnt out, exhausted or what, but I'm like, I can't do this. So I took it back to the library. Speaking of burnt out and exhausted, did you see the new Martin Cito pants? Uh, I did. Video? I just watched it right the, before this. Dude, just I just watched it right before this. 
It's so good. Bro, it is such a good video. It is so funny. Like, you can, listeners, he played Just Cause 2 and 100%ed it in one sitting in about 30 hours. It looked it looked brutal. You can see the sun God. rise and set in the fucking And rise same again. Video. God, and rise again. He's like, I finally got my second wind. And I look at the clock and it says 22 hours. I was like, God. <laughs> second wind at 22 hours? So bad. Yeah. God. Pain. He's a good Agony. Dude. Yeah. He's he's done Just Cause 3 as well. He, I think multiple Yeah, I've watched so that he's got some one. good so videos. I was a little confused about it because I'm like, okay, is this the one where he has to retrieve all the boats and turn them into the garage? But he doesn't do <laughs> that in this one. This one is all about the races God, and blowing the races. up the red things. And the box. Yeah, like we were talking about that in Far Cry. He's literally like, there are these many red things to blow up. And I'm like, dude, that's Just Cause. It's just, is it red? Kill it. Uh, oh, by the way, I, while I was at the library, I was looking at what games to get. I'm like, man, I want something classic. I want a game that maybe I played back in the day. And I saw they had Alone in the Dark. And I'm like, I never finished it. Holy so crap. I then, before I grabbed it, though, I pulled out my phone. I'm like, is Alone in the Dark back compatible? Sadly, no. It did not make the jump from 360 to Xbox One. Oh, good thinking. Oh, good thinking? I don't know. Did you like Alone in the Dark? No. Yeah, me either. That game was rough. But it was interesting. I don't even know. I don't know if it was that interesting either. I re- it was back in my like hardcore achievement hunting days. But you know, there it's not like these days. Like kids these days got it easy. Like where there's like th- four three dollar ga- there's like three dollar games that have five thousand gamer score. You play for ten minutes and you get it all. Yeah, we we didn't have that back in the day. We had Avatar: Last Airbender and King Kong, and that's it. <laughs> like we had to really try. But that game was egregious. It was hard. Like the way uh, the way you had to fight the enemies by like lighting their blood on fire, by covering your bullets in like alcohol and then shooting them in their veins in their bodies. It was weird. Yeah, well, there was a dedicated button to close your eyes in that game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and I remember because... when I saw that, I was like, mm, I don't know. Even as a kid, I was like, there ha- there's obviously a reason why I'm hyped to close my eyes, or they wouldn't put the button on there. And there is a reason, because that's how you see the enemy's weak points. But now you yeah. can't see the enemy or where you're aiming. So it's like, God. Or what about the inventory system? How instead of going to a menu, you would open up your trench coat and look down at all your pockets on the inside of your trench coat, and you could like rearrange items in there? Yeah. It's like Resident See, Evil. It's like Resident Evil 4's inventory, but you, it's the trench coat. I always thought Resident Evil 4's inventory is funny because you don't see a briefcase on Leon. So it's like, where is he keeping all of this? But okay, maybe this game is a little interesting looking back on like, it. Okay, but. yeah, it has interesting little choices, like development choices, which leads me to what I actually got. I saw they had Fear One Platinum Edition or whatever, and I was Fuck like, yeah, Fear dude. One, perfect. I never finished Fear One. I don't know how it ended. I just remember this was like a horror game that i remember playing it like the demo of it and being scared but that game isn't that much of a horror game as it that turns game out is a hardcore shooter it's so yeah. good Have, dude, like, you should it feels get like it counter strike you should get it on steam because that game is woo-wee. it's so good on fucking mouse and keyboard man that's what i was thinking i'm like man i wish i had a mouse for this as i'm whipping around and like i just blew through that story in like two days i went through the whole game by the way it turns out the little girl it's your mom the whole time spoilers for fear one the little girl's gonna... <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I remember specifically, like, I don't get scared very often, but there is one jump scare that fucked me. And I think about it all the time. And uh, it is when it is very early in the game. And when you 
there's a ladder and you go down the ladder and the animation you've seen it probably like 15 yeah, 20 you times just slide down the ladder. so like you look down the ladder and you're you're grabbing the ladder and like you're you're always looking down at the ladder which makes sense because you need to know where you put your feet but then you look up and her fucking feet are there as you're climbing down the ladder it is like ah! you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah. you do not expect the fucking the girl to be there there's a couple of fucking scares in that fucking in the in the platinum edition. Did you get Perseus Mandate and uh, the other one? Like is that the DLC expansion packs? I didn't play them, but I think they were there. Oh god, dude, you should have played them. The one of the expansion packs is unbelievable. It's really fucking good. I can't remember which one it is, but there was a scare in one of the. Ex in, I think it was Perseus Mandate where there you're like in a. I guess it's like an insane asylum or like a prison or something. Like it's like solitary confinement, and yeah. one of the doors is open, and you go in there and there's nothing, and then you turn around and the door is closed, and if you and it, and of course your instinct is to turn back around, turn back around, and yeah. the the room is closer, like small, like closing in, and then if you turn back to the door and look back again, the room gets closer every time you look out the window because there's only a little window, so you have to get up on it to see outside to figure out where to go but you it just keeps getting closer and closer and it literally as like a teenager i was like starting i was like am i claustrophobic like i'm really this is freaking me out all of a sudden like just the idea of this the game plays really good for an old shooter and it's not even oh, like yeah. well i guess it is almost like 360 gen or early was it, 360 yeah it was like very early and it's it holds up really well like i'm not surprised they made fear two and three which i never played yeah, they're not as good. But Fear 3's uh -huh. co-op, it's on the list. I really want to play Fear. I haven't played Fear 3, so I really want to play co-op. Do you play as the guy, like the main bad guy in Fear 1? His name is, uh, his name is well, the, the main character in Fear 1's name is Point Man. And I don't know why, but I always remembered that. I'm like, that is cool. You don't even know his name. He's just Point Man. His but, reflexes um, are off the chart. <laughs> yeah. That was funny when he's like, you have the ability to slow down time and your reflexes and that's actually. the coolest thing and you could jump and fucking karate kick like pop okay. like you're fucking luke Kang. i Dude. didn't know you could do that until like halfway through the game whenever i tried to climb through a window and there was an enemy on the other side and i jumped karate kicked the window open hit the guy fell yeah. out of the window and like it also switched to your fist when you do that so you can start throwing hands and stuff shooting people and i'm like how do i get my gun back out <laughs> Dude, the i didn't game know this so was looking good it's so ridiculous Ah, oh, fear one classic uh nave did you buy anything on sale Nah, i uh, maybe but i don't know oh i've been playing fucking uh that dungeon dungeons and dragons clicker game too like i i forgot about that but i think i spent like 10 bucks on it i spent 10 bucks on halo as well so <laughs> i went in and bought a, a new color they had they had purple i spent 10 bucks on purple you already had a purple but this is shiny or purple? But it was poopery poop purple. Poop-poop-poop. God damn it. But uh, no, it's purple, but like it has gold like kind of rim on the helmet. Like you were talking about the CQC helmet. Yeah, it has zones. an alternate color. Uh, yeah, it has gold. And it has this big shoulder plate that looks at, like it's out of Warhammer. It looks like a Space Marine shoulder plates. And it also, and like, but the color, it's purple everywhere except for the center. It, uh, where your torso is like jet black and yeah it's not like dingy like the other purple like the free paints that you get are like dingy they look like shit yeah so, they have like scratches and stuff all over them yeah like philip's using this red and it it is so it looks like he got shot out of a cannon and like like fucking tumbled like in an anime like on the ground you know what i mean that's what all the colors look like <laughs> they look all scuffed see that new spy family no, not yet. I was going to watch uh, it. Well, my my friends came over. so. But they but, left uh, you on such a cliffhanger in the last one. 
I know. With How the, will they with prove the their love? How will they prove their love? I, I'm excited. Yeah, someone uh, – who was it? It was Jesse, one of the people that came over. Uh, he was started talking to me about it like right away, and I was like, stop, because everyone is like, he's the spy family guy, and I haven't just, just never got a chance to watch it. All right. Uh, let's go and do our quick little news. Nave, we have two new iTunes reviews. Fuck yeah. We also got to 20 reviews on Spotify, which is unbelievable. That's like – 18 more than I thought we'd ever get. I thought me and Philip would rate our fucking podcast, and that was it. Yeah. All right, first one's five stars and says, it's great chemistry. Philip and Nave are great together, very entertaining and laid back, but they also give you some great info on whether or not a call game is worth playing. That's from Harita. Thank you. <laughs> I... I... That's a fucking name. You know, you know what it looks like. They just stopped on the keyboard for a minute. I don't think that's a real name. (laughs) There's a there's a name. Uh, hold on. Ah, God. Hold on. I'm gonna fucking find this name. Continue. Read the other. Read the other review. Okay. Uh, great combo with these two. Love their take on games and providing insights, all while making it feel like you're part of the conversation. From Rob G. Nineteen ninety. Do we know a Rob G? Uh, fuck. Why would you put me on the spot like this? I, I mean, don't. Robert. Robert it, from ASAP yeah. Weekly. Hmm. Why would you put you think... me on the spot like this? I don't know. But is he a Rob or just a Robert? You know, some people don't. They don't shorten their names. I don't know, but uh, the. I named so you can have pets in ESO. I'm a my class also gets my ultimate is I get to summon a grizzly bear. So my grizzly yeah. bear's name is my grizzly bear's name is Scooby, and then I got a little robot spider like a dwarven spider, you know, from Morrowind, and I named that Rob. So I thought that that nice. was weird. Which totally uh, unrelated to Rob. Did you see here. that uh, thing I sent you on Discord? Uh, of the magic card. Uh, oh, of the bear, forest bear. What is that artwork? Like, I've known so many magic cards that have some pretty crazy artwork, but looking at this bear, it is, uh, it's different. Yeah, that's what old fucking magic cards looked like. Hold on, <laughs> I, I mean... found the name. I'm gonna, I'm going okay, to, I'm it? going to put the, put the, uh, put the name in the Discord, and I want you to try and read that. Okay, I'm ready. All right, you ready? Oh, I almost just put in a group chat. By the way, uh, for listeners at home that are wondering about the bear, the bear looks very awkward. Yeah, just Google, like, fucking the first three or four sets of magic. Like, the cards looked fucking... I would never have touched magic if this what card yeah, looked like. like they look... I don't want to say bad because someone actually tried on this, but they lo- it looks bad. Yeah, right, and that's uh, a functional reprint of Grizzly Bear. I don't know. You can I, use that. It's legally... <laughs> Ooh, here's some fucking trivia. For... Like, like, you could, like, a colloquialism in magic is if you have a bear, it is a uh, two-mana, two-two creature. If that means oh, so this to anyone. Like a, like a token or something? This oh no no that is a creature that is, I mean okay. a functional reprint is just it's the exact same card just with a different name. Alright, so because, this name. This is I think this is from Dungeons and Dragons I think or maybe it was a from Deep Lore Magic the Gathering I can't remember but uh try to read that card. All right, it looks like Asmore Onomardic Kadistic in Aculadacor. I don't know that's a hard name. <laughs> As as Morano as Morano Mardic Kandistin Dina Duna Kuladkar. 
That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that is a card. That card, they had to take all of the spaces in between the fonts and squish the name onto the card because it's such a long name. And it doesn't have a mana cost. So because it, it, they had to take the it's mana so cost big. out of the name. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm sure the I'm sure the listener can Google that name just from the A-S-M-O-R-A-N. Like that is enough of the name to just type in MTG. But uh, that is a ridiculous name. Thanks for the review, boys. And if you want your review Wait, read you on read the air. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was looking for the name. <laughs> My fault. So like and subscribe or whatever you do on iTunes. Five stars. And with that, let's move right into our Patreon. Hey, how about you guys go and don- donate to our Patreon? Thanks to Michael Superbacker and uh, Pinecone, always holding down the fort. One day we'll be able to finally finish Nave's computer fund, and he can be a computer boy with the rest of us. Yeah. Poor, poor computer. All right, I look Nave. at its carcass every day. What do you have on the Twitter sphere? All right, so I actually did a Twitter post this time, and I actually showed up to the. Sh- I love how we didn't even mention that I, I didn't show up yesterday or last week, but I showed up, brought a Twitter post. We're gonna have a after the break, Alejandro from a random gamers corner, Friday night Gamecast, Marissa from Crowned Heathens, and Eric from Game Positive, all writing in about Fable. Fable 2. I don't even think I mentioned it was Fable 2. I think I just said it was Fable. So I think one of them specifically is talking about the new Fable. (laughs) Oops. Oops. All right. With that, let's take a break and then we'll hit it. Music plays. If you ever stop drinking water bottles, definitely keep a pitcher and just fill it up with water and keep it in the fridge. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Well, the problem is I have kids. And so the pitcher (laughs) would be drunk from and never refilled. So the water is usually the easier way to go in the water bottle. And we're back. So Fable 2 from old Lionhead Studios, published by Microsoft, released in old October 2008. That was a long time ago. In a quick little brief, Fable 2, the best-selling action role-playing game in which you take on the role of a hero in the fully realized land of Albion, play through an epic story, become the world's greatest fighter, gunslinger, or mage, explore dozens of open, unique environments with your faithful dog, make friends, fall in love, start a family, meet hundreds of characters, and face some very tough decisions. In Fable 2, everything you do has a consequence. There are no refunds for this item. From the Microsoft Store. (laughs) There are no refunds for this item. Perfect. I feel like that description says a lot, actually. Like, it does hit some some key points. Except there are a couple things I really want to challenge. Hundreds of characters and tough decisions. I don't know if we ever encountered either of those. There are tough decisions if you're taking the game seriously, but I don't know how anyone takes this game seriously. Kind of like how I was taking uh, Sniper Elite seriously. (laughs) Or it says explore dozens of open, unique environments. (laughs) Were we exploring dozens of unique environments? I don't know if or there's more like, than one dozen. <laughs> yeah, I think there's like, I feel like there was like six different environments, if that. I'll give them 12. I'll, I'll be like 12 maybe, but. Okay. All right. Well, let's see what the, what does the fans of the series have to say? What is, what are our Twitter boys? All right. Well, Alejandro from Randers Ga- a Random Gamers Corner. Go check that podcast out. He says, uh, really love the second one. It was my first entry to try out, but didn't enjoy the third one that much. Absolutely love my dog to the point I'd sacrifice half the human population for it. That was the one I kind of said it was a kind of a spoiler, but not really. Now that I read it again, it is not a spoiler. I thought he was talking about how you have to save it. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stopped myself. Whatever. When have I ever, when have we ever spoiled anything on this podcast before? 
It's not like it's the number one complaint that we get. Uh, do you think they're going? Oh, so uh, Friday Night Gamecast said, "Do you think they're going to make the characters run in the remake as bow-legged as the original? Please make it goofy as fuck, crying, laughing emoji." Yes, I think that they're going to do that. I hope so. The goofier, the better. Honestly, this game needs to lean into the jokes. And the original reveal trailer was very silly as well, like very tongue-in-cheek. So I'm thinking that they're definitely aiming to keep the tone consistent with the rest of the franchise, which is awesome. That is what I want. Badly. Do you think we're going to see this game at the Xbox Showcase? No, I just want to see Starfield. This is the week before the Xbox Showcase. So when you're listening to this, uh, it'll be in two days. So keep your eyes open for that. Anyways, um, Marissa from Crowned Heathens, uh, that podcast, they just recently had a uh, episode where they did like a hardcore gamer quiz, and it's very funny. So uh, if you listen to that episode, tell them I sent you, and also tell them how many answers you got correct, because I think out, out of 60-something questions, they only got like eight or nine correct or something. Like, oh, terrible. that's brutal. I got like 22. Like, it was, it was, so like the very first question was like, what was the very first like video game? And I was like, they were like, Pong, D- Galaga, you know what I mean? And I'm like, this is I'm like pretty tennis? sure it was Tennis for Two. Yeah, yeah. like I don't, I, it was some random YouTube video that I just recalled suddenly. But I was like, no, I think it's like, yeah, because I could picture the computer too. I could picture yeah, the game. It looks like a radar actually that they're playing on. A little it's ridiculous, yeah. Thing. It's like the game and watch things, but like with green. L- it's like Fallout. Like it's like exactly like yeah. that. Anyway, what was I doing? Oh, I was reading the reading the write-in. Okay, so Marissa from Crown Heathen said the first 1.9 games are great. Very specific. The ending of the second one was frustrating for me, and the third one was a great concept with unfortunate execution. The levity of the games, though, makes it one of my fave franchises ever. I wholeheartedly agree with the last bit. I guess the whole thing, because, I mean, I don't even remember the story of this game. Uh, to be honest, I don't. I didn't even remember what game we were coming in to talk about. <laughs> like, I was just like, I'll figure it out. I'll wing it. Uh, well, lucky so for you, we, I remember... Uh, yeah, thank God. Philip is the memory. I am the uh, chaotic tornado. Uh, Eric from Game Positive said, "Have you ever performed a headshot with a crossbow whilst dressed as a woman wearing a beard and the redhead wig in the first Fable game?" Um, no, I have I don't not. Think so. But um, challenge accepted, Eric. Like I'm gonna go fucking do that and put it on YouTube just so that I have that crowning achievement. For everyone to see. Oh, Marissa said hashtag forever chicken chaser. I left that out there. But uh, let's make that the hashtag. This is the, this episode's hashtag. Well, before we start hitting our me points, Nave, what is your experience with the Fable franchise? Um, uh, Fable had RPG on the box somewhere, if I recall correctly. It's similar to Morrowind. So I had an Xbox and not a lot of games to play. So I ended up picking up the first Fable and falling absolutely in love with it. Um, I still have a lot of nostalgia for it to this day. Uh, I was uh, considering going back and playing the original if the game shows up at the showcase just to kind of keep the hype maintained because the original is my favorite out of all of them, for sure. Like, by a long shot, the original is my favorite. And I don't know why, because it's very limited. But at the same yeah. time, it's so it's like the most charming out of all of them. Um, the anniversary remake kind of has that Halo anniversary remake thing where it looks weird, you know, like it, everything <laughs> yeah. looks kind of off, but 
I don't know. I think it's fine. Uh, Love this game. Yeah, for my quick history with the franchise, I remember playing Fable 1, and I was just blown away by it, mostly because of how you feel, like, sucked into this. You're, like, it's very, uh, like, UK, European fantasy-type world. Like, it almost reminds me of the fantasy we were experiencing back in RuneScape, only I, I enjoy it more in, in uh, Fable. Oh, yeah. yeah, where everyone talks around with their fancy weird british accents <laughs> yeah everyone's british <laughs> yeah old chicken chasers like it's just good because whenever I, like my experiences were morrowind and then fable so fable was fun rpg morrowind is like deep rpg hard rpg so to come to fable where you can you can marry your husband and then you can also marry a, a wife and then place her in place them in two houses directly next to each other. And then whenever you come home, they both come out and they see each other and they start fighting in the streets. That's, a, <laughs> that's just an interesting stance for a game to take. Yeah, you have like a billion statistics and at the very bottom you have STDs. It's like, okay, interesting. You can collect yeah, they, those like Pokemon cards. They really wanted to include as much freedom as they could in this uh, RPG. So let's hit some meat points. Dave, for some reason you can download the Russian version of this game on the Microsoft yep. Store. I don't know why. Important That's a thing. distinguishing. Important distinguish distinguishization. What the? Am I having a stroke? Distinction. Distinction. Fucking what the fuck just happened to me? I seriously, dude, my headache is like obliterating me. I don't know, listener, if you can. I'm a little hungover. I'm hot. I'm high on Monster Energy drink. Got a little bit of a toothache. And I have no sleep, so my energy's a little out of whack right now, and my brain's not functioning at 100. percent It's not even functioning at 50 percent right now. Well, you specifically want me to include that you can download RU Fable, Russian Fable, because I googled it to see, you know, what was coming up, and the first thing that comes up is a Reddit post where a guy's like, "How do I change the language in Fable out of Russian?" And it's, <laughs> and it's just like so I downloaded funny. this from the United States. You know, U.S. Uh, Microsoft Store, and for some reason, the whole game is in Russian, and there's no settings. And he's not wrong. There is like no settings in any of the menus. Like, you have gamma, and that's like the only yeah. setting you can alter in this whole game. And I love it because it's like it's like you see it's like video settings, and you click on it as if there's going to be more than one option in there. Like, why don't they just have a gamma slider right there? Like, what the fuck? I know it's funny. I don't know why games do that. So you can always go back and play the Russian version if you want. Uh, what's interesting about Fable 2, or this was like the big hook coming into it, was it had a huge push from Microsoft as like, this is going to be the big next big Microsoft published game. Here is, I think it was like 12 different dev diary documentaries from Lionhead Studios saying like, this is what we're working on. This is what it's going to be. And this got me hyped. Yeah, Peter Molyneux loved to talk. And I remember them saying insane things such as like in this game, there's going to be like you can hit a tree and an acorn will fall from it, fall on the ground. And if you wait 10 years in game, that acorn will sprout into a tree that you can then chop down to build a house with that, that never made it in the game. But it sounds like there was a lot of good stuff that could happen. Well, that that immediately uh, brought up a memory. I don't know if you watch like like Easter egg YouTube channels, you know, that show you just a big so, conglomeration of Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, it's like fun with guru is the one I'm thinking of, but he had a video where, uh, 
in Witcher, there is a quest where this woman, she's like a, she's like cursed to be a bird in Witcher Three, and you can you can heal her like with the potion, but it'll take away like a lot of her life. It's like basically you have seven years to live if you take this potion, and she's like, I, it's a, it's fine. I want to be beautiful again, and so she goes back to being a human. But if you set the clock seven years later, you'll find her dead in her house. It's I love shit like that. I love shit like that. It's so cool. It's just tiny little things like that. Yeah, I know. No like, never it's think insane. About that. Yeah. I would like, never think of that. But now that I know about it, I'm like, fuck, bless you, CD Projekt Red. You guys are fucking, I love you. Even after Cyberpunk, I love you still. All right. So in this game, once again, we get a choice of gender. You can be either male or female Sparrow in this. And they've took female Sparrow, which didn't matter because you turn into a demon spawn by the yeah. end of the game. I looked like Satan himself. And this game also features, you get a dog, Nave. The dog yeah. is incredible. What was the name of your dog? You know what? I forget. Don't oh, worry, it put Scout. it in the notes. It's Scout. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was always and scouting ahead. Do you I remember my dog team name? Up, but that was too on the nose. As if Scout wasn't also on the nose. What did you name your dog? Baja Blast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Baja Blast good. and Scout. We like to name our pets in video games, ladies and gentlemen. We like to name everything. Everything in my house has a name. Like my Series X is named Armstrong. My One X is Vincent. I don't remember any of the other names off the top of my head. Um, whenever I had a switch, its name was Chibi. Yeah, so you get the dog. In the beginning of the game, you start out as little you know, street urchins, and you have this whole little prologue of this is what kind of gets, gets your, your series going, or you know, your series, but your story going, where you and your sister are just slumming it in these English streets. And you're like, man, I really wish we lived in a castle with, a, with the cool king and ate, uh, what do they eat in the UK? Uh, crumpets? Every day, like it would be uh, awesome. What is that? It's like it's like French fries with gravy on it, like poutine. Oh, poutine! Yeah, and we eat poutine every day. Disgusting sounding. Fuck. That is the worst. That is the biggest ratio of disgusting sounding name to delicious food at that I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like, why did they just call it doo doo butter? Like, what the <laughs> poutine? Who thought about that? Yeah. So you spend all this time as your childhood, and it basically teaches you how to play the game and interact with people. And you find a dog, and you're nice to the dog, and the dog. I think it scared away some bullies at some point or something. Yeah, or, the dog no. falls in love with you very fast. Oh, that was it. You saved the dog from some bullies, and then the bullies come back, and your dog like assaults them. Yeah, and then it was put down. No, <laughs> and then by the, by the American government. Then it helps you earn like three gold pieces, where you get a magic music box that you then use to make a wish that you lived in the fancy castle with the king, and. The the box disappears magically, and you're like, whoa, I guess it didn't work. You guys go to sleep. You wake up the next day. A guard says, hey, I'm here to take you to the big fancy castle. And you're like, wishes come true. What do you know? And then you go up to the castle, and can you believe it? Things don't work out, Nave. Yeah. Turns out, turns out king bad. Yeah, it turns out the evil king. I don't even remember his name. We'll just call him evil king. And he shows Jeremy. up. Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy the evil king. He's like, oh, you guys have hero's blood in you, which makes you genetically capable of defeating evil or something like that. So I need to kill you. I'm sorry it has to be this way. So he shoots your sister, kills her. He then shoots you. You fall out a window. But the sister from the first fable, Teresa, like shows up and she's like a magic witch. And Did she's we like, establish that she's from the first fable? Because we were the whole time we were like at the beginning and the end. I mean, not the whole time, but. We were like, is this person from the first fable? We didn't know. Let me look. Hold on. 
She evil. looks like the 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 person in Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which I almost yeah. spoiled what it was and who it was and what happens just in one sentence. But uh, be, it's like being re-released, and I don't know if they're doing the same story. So actually, I don't want to spoil that. But also go yes. and play Kotor because uh, goddamn, those games are good. She is the older sister of the hero of the first game. Makes sense. Yeah. So anyways. Continuity. Yeah, because the whole first game, you are trying to rescue her from an evil wizard, I think. Is that I the don't first remember game the story? story of the first game. Yeah, anyway, so you get shot out the window. You don't die. Instead, 10 years pass. Dog, still looking good. Even though he was full grown when you got him as a, yeah. as a child. Like, this is now a... I don't know. This dog has to be close to like 16, 17 years old at this point. Immortal dog. That's the thing, too, because like at the end, whenever you have to make the decision for like dog people or money, it is like you're reviving like a 40 year old dog. You know what I mean? So is it, <laughs> is it, it's already lived a good, nice, long life with a loving family, you know, adventuring and, you know, and stuff. It's like, is that a, even that's even worse moral conundrum? Like if you pick the dog, it's like, hmm. Uh, okay, okay. we're I getting ahead dog. of ourselves. So yeah, you wake up, you have your dog. Uh, Teresa's there, and she said, "Hey, you're the you're the chosen hero. You have to go out and gather the other three chosen heroes, and you with their power combined, you can form the Triforce and defeat the evil king." And you're like, "Why don't we just kill him? You know, like <laughs> why do we why do we have to do all this? Because we are monsters in combat. They've like we're in, we, we're uh, immortal." We, yeah. Our dog is immortal, but we are actually immortal. Like, anytime you get in a fight, you just get knocked down, you get right back up. If you lose your health, you don't lose anything, but whatever experience you were going to receive for that fight goes away. And, like, in, during the fight, you experience orbs shoot out of everyone. It's it's very fun, actually, like, to see the experience going everywhere. Uh, there's, like, little balls of experience, and you have to hold the right trigger to absorb it all back into you so that you can level up and shit. But if you die, all that shit disappears. But that means that if you die and there's one one experience, you lose that. Like, it was just one. Like, But if there's a million experience, you lose a million experience. So it's, like, a very weird... Like, there's no balance to that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like me when you're playing this game in co-op, either of you could start absorbing experience and you both get all of the experience. And so it's like, sometimes if I see Philip about to die, I would just absorb the experience. I would just stop what I'm doing and just absorb the experience right before he dies so that we don't lose it. And so yeah. it makes it to where we never really had any consequences for losing. There are multiple spots where we would just die repeatedly in one fucking location and, like... It gives you Nothing the difficulty happens. curve of a Lego game where it doesn't matter if you die because what do you do? You lose some money. You're like, okay, you only lose yeah. the money that you had in your pocket. And if you're like, it doesn't matter is what it comes down to. The combat didn't really matter in this game. It was a little janky too. And we could also just cheese it by using magic because Nave's AOE magic was insane. Yeah. So we had this one boss and uh, I was like, Philip, watch this. I'm going to charge the my final boss the in up. the game. By the yeah, way. the final boss. I, oh, it was the final boss. I forgot. But uh, yeah, so I charged it up. I hit it. Half of his health bar goes away. And Philip was like, oh, Philip's sitting there shooting it the whole time, like just doing no damage. And he's just like, oh, my God, like <laughs> it's insane how much damage I do. Yeah, it's so overpowered. And this is compared to because like I remember the first time we played Fable 2 back in the day. I also would just went AOE magic and would just spam it down in the crucible, killing everything around you, doing like killing everything. So this game, I was like, I'm going to go full sharpshooter. Remember that description I said? 
Like, you can be a fighter, gunslinger, or mage. I was like, gunslinger, all, all the way. It was terrible. I, I did, like, yeah. no damage compared to you. And it got to a point where you were just, like, you get more XP based on what you do. So if you kill things yeah. with magic, you get more magic experience. So you level up your magic faster. Well, that becomes just, like, an exponential curve of you killing everything with magic and only getting <laughs> magic experience. It just You just specialized so hard that... It, it became hard for you to get experience in other things. We're like, I keep forgetting I can't cast spells as you're trying yeah. to hit people with your mace. Yeah, I'm trying to level up my uh, my strength because they tied your health to the strength. So it's like magic can only upgrade spells, but the strength is what upgrades your constitution. So it's like you can get stronger melee or you can have more of a health bar, which keeps you from dying over. Because every time you die, there's a long slow motion you fall ragdoll <laughs> onto the ground yeah. very dramatically so, yeah. and it's like a violin plays <laughs> it's like fucking tear and you're just waiting patiently to stand back up it's like that is that is a little bit of a punishment you know but it's it was funny so every, yeah philip was right i would keep going into fights i would aoe magic i'm like fuck i was supposed to mace people because you can you you get specific experience for either melee range or magic and you also get a fourth type of experience which is just general experience it's like free experience in world of tanks that you can use on any tank but it's like you you use that generalized pool it's probably like 30 percent of the total experience that you get i would assume something like that but um you use that to kind of just diversify if you do get into the position like i did like it was so bad that philip was Philip, basically, you had maxed out spells too, didn't you? And you were just abstaining yeah, from using them. Yeah, well, I just wasn't. You had to have maxed out spells because you were getting so much magic experience from me. <laughs> to the oh, this is the coolest part about this game. One of them, like when you go into co-op, uh, you can choose how much experience in gold you share with that person. So it's like you can barter to have a barter system of like okay give me 65 percent gold and then you can have 70 percent experience like you could get into that it's really interesting which that is interesting but it almost doesn't matter because having a co-op partner in the game doesn't help you that much in fact it almost slows you down in some places it it slows you down immediately because you are getting half experience and half money suddenly. Like you will you will open a chest and it goes you got two thousand gold and then above each other's head you would see one thousand gold on each side. You know what I mean or whatever the split was. So it does immediately hinder you. And I think they tried to balance it by you know having a second person there, but that's not really. It it's so you get so strong like I don't like there's no yeah balance the combat at all. doesn't balance for it this is not Dark Souls I like this is what I say like first thing whenever we got in a fight and I realized I could just repeatedly fire my gun and everyone would take the weird combat was like when you get hit like your like damage flinch. animation yeah they would flinch repeatedly and I'm like they can never reach me like I can they flinch <laughs> for so long in between my reloads that I can just stand here and press Y your character auto yeah. aims so it didn't it didn't matter. It was just this too is a easy. really interesting RPG because it's like baby's first RPG because like yeah. there's no there's no consequence for dying. You have infinite mana. You can use infinite your spells ammo. repeatedly. Infinite ammo. You can shoot forever. Like and and it's if anyone ever gets to you, the melee is like just generic melee. Like you're just swinging all the time. So it's like you magnetize to the enemies when you melee too. Yeah, you it's like Batman to... Arkham Arkham Asylum. So it's interesting if you need to like introduce somebody to RPGs. So, I mean, and it's like a storybook fairy tale kind of game too. So it's like, 
Man, I don't understand how this game wasn't like more huge. Was this game big back in the day? I don't even Dude, know. It was real big. It's very popular. Um, like just looking at the meta score, they gave it an eighty-nine out of one hundred for the meta score. That's ninety-five reviews, and the user score is six point seven, which is pretty high. Were there were there meta score, Metacritic, user score raids back in the three sixty days? Did they did people I user score it. bomb? Uh, I don't know. These Fable games have they they have a long-standing tradition of sucking fucking ass at the beginning of them too. Like I just want everyone to know that if you're gonna listen to this and go, oh maybe I should play Fable, just know that the first two hours are gonna suck. Oh yeah, they're real bad. They're so I, slow. I was lo- I was losing my mind during the prologue when you're just an orphan in the gutter. Like I was like, Nave, where is this piece of paper I need to pick up because I need yeah. five pieces of paper to turn into the sheriff to get <clears throat> one gold or whatever and he's like they're just on the ground somewhere and i'm like on the ground somewhere and then like i'm walking <laughs> around and i find one on the ground and i'm like oh this ugly brown texture i just yeah. happened to press a on picked up and i'm like there we go like would just it would just be regular crap like in a normal game but it's like that's what you need right that's what you're looking for it reminds me of you know mc chris the dude that like on aqua teen hunger force he does uh mc poop pants he does a lot of mcs actually but he's like he raps about like Star Wars and shit. He was on stage. There's a YouTube video of him on stage, and he's talking about Resident Evil Four and Kingdom Hearts Two. Have you have I shown you that video? Yeah, no, that sounds great. It was like when those came out, and he was talking about, dude. Everyone, link this in the description. Everyone, go watch that fucking video because it's so fucking funny. If you've played Resident Evil Four and Kingdom Hearts Two, which is oddly relevant because Kingdom Hearts Four and Resident Evil Four are both getting remade, so it's like, or I mean, you know, Maybe. you know what I mean. They're both coming out, so. Uh, he's comparing how awesome an action fact Resident Evil 4 is to Kingdom Hearts 2 and he's like gotta go to the bulletin board and I gotta get a job so I can get some money to get on the dope ass Disney train to go to the fun fucking part of the game <laughs> and I'm like dude it is exactly the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2 it sucks just like Fable and he's talking about he's like, he's like Resident Evil he's like bitch this ain't a cutscene press A you don't have time to smoke a bowl <laughs> the president's in danger he's like it's so fucking funny we've talked about the combat we talked about uh, kind of the leveling let's talk about the little side bit like jobs and money Nave you really love the job portion and then the real oh, yeah. estate money manager that came after yeah there's a there is a certain amount of like Oh, I want to say OCD, I guess, but like you see these numbers, you see the uh, amount of money kind of slowly grow when you're doing these jobs. Like you can be a lumberjack, a bartender, uh, like you can be a blacksmith and there are five levels to each one and you get promotions so that you make more money for each like beer you serve. And like when like when you're someone like me who sees that, you it's so hard to not just want to do that exclusively like i was so big on the economics of the game i think i owned probably like 80 percent of the houses i was a real estate magnate possible title yeah (laughs) write it down write it down write that one down but uh yeah i was all into the money so fucking much it was like philip because every like five minutes you get paid you get a paycheck and philip would get like 600 gold and then he would come into my game and then he would get like ten thousand gold and that's a split between both of us. And Philip was like, "Good God, Nave, <laughs> like, what are you?" Like Philip would log off, and I would do nothing but blacksmith for like two hours and like play RuneScape on my phone. Like it was ridiculous. 
It's crazy to think that, Nate, right now, even when you're off the game for up to three months, your money will be collected. So you could go and log back into Fable 2 right now and get a fat check. And what would you do with all that fake money? Go buy houses to make more money. Are you already own all the houses? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you do with the money. I didn't buy anything. I'm, I'm, I think there are shops <laughs> where you can buy swords and stuff. But I found a, a sick-ass mace with a skull on the top of it. And that did, like, fire damage. And I was like, I'm going to use this. But it didn't matter because I just used magic anyway. Yeah, but then you but, just used magic. So you never needed to upgrade your firearms or your weapons. So... The money was completely useless for you. Like, if you think about it mechanically, you had no need for the money. You didn't need to buy health items because if you die, you get right back up. Yeah. You were already max level on most, like the spells you cared about, so you can nuke anything with max damage. So you didn't even need the experience you were losing, and you never needed to upgrade <laughs> anything. There was no armor in the game, as far as I could tell. So there was nothing you for you to buy. This game was like a just. An MMO, essentially. Yeah, they just put like, whatever they wanted in there and just said, here you go, go play. And it worked on me. Like, that's the weirdest. It's like, I don't, Philip repeatedly would be like, Nave, you stop. You don't need to buy that house. I'm like, Philip, please. Which, by the way, in this game, when you're in co-op, you are tethered to each other in, in old school Lego Star Wars style, where you cannot leave the bounds of the screen without each other. So, like, the camera is focused on both of you, and, like, it follows you, you both around. So, Bounds of the screen is kind of generous. You can only get like halfway across the screen from each other. It's very tight. Yeah, and so like there would be multiple times where I'm like, Philip, I just want to reach that door so that I can, uh, I gotta, I, I just want to buy the buy the house, Philip. Let me buy the house. And Philip's like, No, Nave, we need to do the story. We need to beat the game. I just want my number to be bigger. Which you could buy these houses and then raise the rent. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's like I, I became evil solely because of that. Because I would I raised the rent on like specific different stores so that I could make more money, which didn't matter. <laughs> so it's like you can you can buy houses and lower the rent to zero, like if you wanted to. If you're like a Bernie Sanders type, and people will love you, but you'll be broke as fuck. Good thing you have to pay taxes. Am I right? yes i don't think you have to pay taxes isn't that a thing in fable 3 i can't remember taxes no well the whole point is like you are able to add money to the treasury i think and the kingdom treasury is needed to pay for certain things in the kingdom so if you put all your money into it you can like save the kingdom with just money which makes well it's like the way you're describing it makes sense why i like fable 3 more than i like fable 2 because I'm so into the money side of it. I'm like, I really enjoy the ec- the economics that they... Because it is like, there is no downside, all upside to fucking making money. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, you never have to pay for food or taxes, like Philip said. You never have to pay for anything. So you just get money forever. The economy stays the same, even though you've just made 7,000 daggers. Yeah, you have, like, five, like, you have a thousand daggers. You also have a bajillion gold. Yeah, for some reason, you can still buy a piece of celery down the street for seven gold. The price hasn't changed, even though there's so much more gold in the market now. Oh, but speaking of the prices changing, the houses, the housing market does change. Like depending on what city you're in, how the economy is, like everyone has a, as a stable economy, like forever. I think I don't know if the economy ever changes. There's one city where it does. If you do, there's a side quest where you can either give somebody a bunch of money or you don't give them the money. But if you give them the money, they improve the town. 
So it's like the economy goes up a little bit. All the houses make more money and stuff. But anyway, like so if you – if the owner of a house likes you, you you could pay less for the house. Or if you kill the owner, then the house goes down because people know that a murder happened there. It's, it's like there's some really little cute things about this game that are like – because Philip was always like, let me in there. I'll kill the owner. Because there are multiple <laughs> times where I would have yeah. like – I would have like 8,000 gold, but I need 8,200 gold to buy this house. I'm like, all right, Philip, we're waiting here for five minutes. And Philip's like, let me at him. Let me at him. I'm trying to kill the owner so that I can buy this damn house. Then I pull out my base and I smash open their door. And then the guards run over and they're like, yeah. hey, no breaking and entering. And I'm like, and then oh, they charge like, me. <laughs> they charged you. And then the owner hated you more because I broke down his front door. So he raised the price to sell to you. And he's like, now we have to wait even longer. It's so fucking dumb. It is so dumb. That's so, oh yeah. So Philip is not his character when he's in my game. I think you had your stats, right? I had my stats, uh, but I was just a henchman. Yeah, so you get to choose like from like six different presets of characters, I guess, and then like you join my game. But in my game, your actions affect my world. So if you take out, like, let's just say Philip takes out his gun and then shoots <laughs> randomly in the town square, like everyone gets pissed off at me for like it's like the fucking association guilt by association thing. And uh, which is like, like I say it like that because that happened repeatedly. Philip would always be doing that. Like he well, would see was, someone I on the street I'd and press he'd press be the like, wrong bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> well, there's a, okay. So let's talk about the morality and then how we interact with players. So the morality has like two tiers. You have your purity and your corrupt meter, and then you have your evil and good meter. And so you, you also can be... have your ugly and pretty meter, and your funny <laughs> yeah. and angry yeah, yeah, meters. Yeah. They love their meters and their yeah. statistics. But so you could be totally corrupt, but still be a good person because it's like, hey, I saved a lot of people's lives, but they're going to pay me for it. Or you could be like super evil, but you actually like are really pure and like I'm pure evil where I let people uh, like live in their houses for free, but I'll kick in the door in the middle of the night and murder them all. Yeah. So it's that's the morality fun. system. Very complex. And it changes changes the way you look too. Like Philip was saying, I looked like a demon at the end. That is quite literal. I grew giant horns. Uh, since I was a magic user, I had it looked like I got shocked by a bolt of lightning. Like my body was like glowing. Yeah, your veins blue. were glowing blue. Yeah, I ended up being very evil for some reason. I can't remember. I wasn't doing evil shit, but oh, at the end, the story beat at the end. Anyway, talk about that later. Okay, it's not even that uh, important. No, I think you that kind of covers. Our little points. Uh, let's. Oh, one more little quick little co-op thing. We got stuck on so much furniture and just little outcroppings. Oh yeah. And they made a way to fix this though, and that is the co-op partner, the henchman, can teleport across <clears throat> the screen to the oh, main, God. the main character, and, and it, it makes the camera like it just it, it instantly the camera uh, angle changes, and it is nauseating. I get yeah, it, physical discomfort from it. It has a really loud sound effect that accompanies it, and it is just obnoxious, and there's no cooldown. You can just mash that thing like as fast as you can. And only the henchman can do it. So if the fucking main character gets stuck on something, because let's say the henchman kept doing that and the camera kept changing, and now I'm stuck on a rock, like I can't get out of there. So now I need Philip to come back to me so that I can walk around this fucking rock. And it has that Resident Evil effect where, like, if you, have you ever played those games that have fixed cameras but they don't have tank controls? Like, 
people shit on tank controls, but if you have a fixed camera, tank controls are actually amazing because you get those fucking camera changes, and then yeah. all of a sudden, right on the analog stick isn't north anymore. Now you're going east, and you just turn around and walk right and back, back into the fucking the roof. yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. that shit. Like that, it's that all the time because you can't control the fucking camera in co-op. Oh god, the the camera is so bad. Is so bad. This game is almost it is it gets close borderline unplayable in co-op sometimes like if the game weren't so easy i would not i wouldn't be able to get through this seriously like the, but there's like some enemies too that we couldn't even fight the iron golems or not the iron golems just the giant golem rock golem whatever they are big rock rock monster with worms you know what i'm talking about yeah there's a rock monster that has worms coming out of him and you have to aim at the worms and shoot them but we can't control the camera and we can't really aim because you can aim down the sights of your gun if you hold down Y and you can actually like turn the camera, look around in single player, but in co-op it doesn't work. So there's, we, I think we just ran past them each time this guy popped out of the ground. Yeah. There's a few, there's like one or two that you have to fight. Like there's one mission where you have to go through the Coliseum and the end of the Coliseum is fighting one of those things. And it's like, it's like, the worst part about that is that he has like two or three worms on his back and you have to shoot all of them in order to kill him. So it doesn't matter how much damage you do. He, his health bar goes down depending on how many worms you've killed. So the ones that he has on his back are almost impossible because like if you had the ability to like do a flanking maneuver where one person stays on one side and the other one runs around the back, that would make it easier. But the camera's not that wide and you can't zoom out. So you both have to run around, have to coordinate, run around behind him. But since you're both running around behind him, he's turning on at one of you. He's fucking focusing on one of you. So it's like, it's just so much harder. It's like, I don't understand. No Camera's one fought so this in, no one fought these things in co-op in Dude, like the testing. Seriously, like what QA were, were they doing? Where Did they play through this game all the way through co-op? Because I almost feel like this game just had co-op tacked on at the end. They're like, yeah, you can play co-op if you want. It does kind of seem that way. And it's very funny because, like, Philip was talking about the money that you can get. Like, you get a paycheck every five minutes. Well, Philip got a chunk of my paycheck. And then he would go back to his game. And then he would get, like, two hours of paycheck in his game. So it's like, son of a bitch. So I started, like, fucking knocking down his pay because of that. I was like, and Philip was like, give me 0% gold. Just give me some experience. And then at some point, he was like, I don't even need experience anymore, Nave. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, I don't it know what we're doing. <laughs> so uh, one thing we didn't bring up is this game has a special MMO kind of feature where instead of seeing other people's characters, though, you see That's everyone's great. orb. And this was incredible on like launch day for Fable because you just see these floating icons just scattering across any area it's, the, it's not are, just an icon it's like a, a it's a their gamer picture in a circle yeah. so and like you, you see everyone's little you gamer see picture everyone around. and it was so cool because like i remember getting on and even if i had to turn on like friends only when fable 2 came out it was such like a happening like, i remember like shadow and then we all got the game and you would just see like you'd walk in town i guess you'd be like oh there goes shadow as he like runs through Bowerstone or whatever and i'm like that's so cool this is actually like this is uh, Dark Souls before Dark Souls did it with the ghost when you see other yeah. players running around. It's, it's really super good. interesting too because like whenever we first met like at the beginning of the game in Bowerstone uh, Marketplace, I was in there doing blacksmithing and Philip was like, I see you! Nave, I see you! And he ran over there because I'm behind the, the counter, like my little orbs behind the counter. 
it's really it's really cool we saw quite a few other orbs floating around too this game is still being played that's surprising amount of people and they were like i would be like these have to be bots right like they just have bots running around and i would cl you can click on them and investigate their profile or like whatever inspect them i think it's called and and it pulls up their gamer card and it sh you can see it's like this guy has a thousand three hundred gamer score this person has a hundred thousand gamer score i'm like these are fucking people like i can see Fable the games 2? he was playing like he this guy <laughs> was playing fucking destiny 2 like yesterday you know what i mean it's like this is fucking insane Game Pass right. is wonderful. Backwards compatibility really is. is fucking wonderful. All right, so let's move on to, or let's not move on, but let's return to the story. So Teresa says that we have to unite the Triforce, so we have to get all the different triangles. And the first one is the warrior named Hammer. Good thing she lives at the monastery down the street. We go down, we can get her on our side, no problem. Cool. Uh, then we're like, all right, what's the next one? It's like, well, we need to find Rise, the, the big wizard, who is apparently a prisoner in a giant god tower being constructed by the evil king to recharge the wish machine so that he can make a god wish and take over the universe. And we're like, I really wish I heard about that sooner, but whatever. We'll handle that <laughs> when we get there. So we have to invade the spire. And we're like, all right, uh, dog, be good. Stay with Hammer. We'll be back in a little bit. We go into the spire. Then we have to pretend to be a guard. And this is where you get really evil because, uh, what was it? It's just like random story beats where there's like an evil Sith Lord Inquisitor who's like, yes, torture the slaves because the only way to make them work harder is if they're dead. And you end up working in the spire for 10 years while it's being built until you can finally get enough power to get the Grand Wizard to escape with you. He's able to like, oh, just make a teleport and get us out of here. And you're like, sweet, dude, let's get out of here. Which reminds me, like, again, the dog is like 50 years old at this point. I just breathed yeah, really hard on my mic on accident. You get out of there. You have the wizard, the hammer, and your dog is there now, too. And he is looking good. Actually, when we saw your dog, you were more evil at this point. And your dog yeah. changes colors based on how evil you are. He's a symbol of your purity. It's like there's no bad Pokemon, only bad trainers. Yeah, it's like your your dog is just, is a reflection of your the trainer or whatever. I don't remember that. St Come here, Molly. All of a sudden, your dog turned like like darker black and gained red eyes because all of your whenever you were a prison guard in the spire, you did all the evil options. Yeah, I just kept being evil. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to go against the flow. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to rock the boat. I participated in fascism. <laughs> oh God, you did. Uh, so anyways, then we're like, all right, we need one more person. We need the the skillful one, the gun master, whatever he's called. And this guy is just a rich jerk that lives in Bloodstone. Yeah. He's kind and, of my favorite because <laughs> yeah. this guy has the most personality, I think, out of all of them. Because Hammer's like, oh, I'm good, but I, I'm good, but I'm strong. I don't want to hurt people. And the other guy is like just just generic, really smart dude. And then this guy is like, every time you see him, he's like getting a statue made of him. He's like getting a painting made. He's getting his photo taken. It's like, and he's just a dickhead. He just wants money. And it's like, he's he's the most, he's like Han Solo a little bit. Like he's like, he's the most flawed character, but that makes him one of the most interesting. He's actually pretty good. Uh, you end up doing a job for him. I don't even remember what it is. Basically, you just get him some money or some treasure. <laughs> And he's like, all right, yeah, I'll help you defeat the Dark Lord. But the Dark Lord knows that you're coming after him, apparently, and attacks yeah. the city. And you run down to the beach and have a D-Day fight with a giant crystal. 
that well, came from the, the tower like, or something. He's like, there's. He's like, all right, we gotta go. And he's like, wait a minute, I think there's a secret passage out of here somewhere. And then at the whole time you're leaving through the secret passage, he's like, oh yeah, this. I remember going down here. This is like three years ago. Uh, this woman I was cheating on burned down my house, and I had with to escape me in through it. you. Yeah, with me in it. And I'm just like, listen to this fucking guy. This guy's a fucking asshole. He's so, and he's just talking about it nonchalantly. Okay, so we get the big crystal shows up from the spire, and it's like spire crystal. We're like, oh my god, this is a part of the evil spire castle, whatever. We blow it up. Doesn't We don't care. It doesn't make sense. That's final boss defeated. Yeah. yeah. By the way, it is the, it's the final boss. It's like no indication that it's the final boss. Does, no fanfare. It is just a big triangle that shows up, blows up this French, this rich guy's, I almost said French. Why are we hate? We've been hating a lot on the French on this pod like recently. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's just rich guy loses his boat and then you fight it and there's no fight after that. Like how interesting of a decision is that? Like, did, how did you feel about, do you think that's what um, Marissa was talking about in the write-in about the about ending the- being, uh, what did, what did she say in the write-in said uh, the ending of the second one was frustrating for me. And the third one was a great concept. So you think that was the, the whole thing about not having a, a boss no, I, fight at the end. I think they're referring to the way you handle the king and the last wish. Yeah. Uh, which, so we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. So, well, okay. So we defeated the crystal. Uh, we unite the triforce. We all three get our powers, but lo and behold, the dark king shows up at the last second. He Voldemort's in and he says, I have your power now shoot you. And he says, well, I shot him again. All good to go. He goes yeah. back. To, he's like, he's like, I have the power that he absorbs from you. That's that was the Triforce. He takes the Triforce back to the Spire. And he's like, I'm going to get my wish. And Teresa picks you up. And it's like, yo, I know you're immortal. You can't die. Get back up. And you're like, OK, I'm up. And then you and <laughs> like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> and then you oh. get back up. One thing I, I forgot to say is at this point, while you were trying to unite the, before he shot you, this is the most yeah. dra- dramatic point in the game. Before he shoots you, you're right there, and you're like, I have the power of the Triforce. He pulls out his gun, and he's like, I guess I'll have to shoot you myself. And your dog jumps in front of the shot and takes a bullet for you and dies. And then he shoots you right after. Like, yeah. this this guy is, if he's anything, he is incredibly efficient. Like, he has killed you twice. Like, you know, in the James Bond, Austin Powers, you know, they fucking, I'm going to leave you in this room with sharks, and I'm going to leave, so I don't even see you die. This guy kills you he shoots you out of like a 12 story high window then he shoots you again right in the face after killing your dog monologuing about it it is like what do you what more like this guy should have won like forever ago well he was he was winning he was the best guy on the field it's like he had uh, it's like it just so happens he picked a fight with an immortal person and no one gave him the memo that he was immortal like no one brings it up either like no one says it like you get get, like it's like cognitive dissonance from the story like the narrative you are replaying over and over it's like you but but you canonically are immortal in this game and no one says anything like everyone saw you die (laughs) is that a thing is that just a thing no, it is. Um, well, no, where did I put it? You specifically have uh, the blood of... You're a descendant of the Archon bloodline. So being a the, hero is genetic. Yeah, you were, were once an ancient ruler of the Old Kingdom. God. You're not related. Uh, are you related to the Fable 1 character? Because that would make uh, you related to Teresa, too. Not directly, I think. I think it's probably just part of the bloodline, but not... It's not like, you're, like your uncle or something like that. Which is Teresa evil. I, it's unclear, but 
Yeah, uh, they, because the, like, the way the game ends, yeah, go for it. All right, so you're about to, to quick end it up. Yeah, uh, we wake back up and Teresa's like, yo, you're immortal. Go get him. Go get him, champ. You run to the spire. You climb to the highest, the highest room in the highest tower and you find the king in there and he's like, unlimited power. He's like covered in lightning and you have to hold hold B or something like that to absorb his power. I yeah, it's but literally Dave, the Halo 5 ending. Yeah, it's like hold X to win was basically how it goes down to. And Nate repeatedly taps X and makes him go, ow, 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 <laughs> yeah, ow. Yeah, I did <laughs> it. Again. And Philip is like, please, because Philip can't interact with these things as my as my co-op partner. He's like, can't please, open doors, can't it. press buttons, can't hit triggers. And finally, he holds down the button. He absorbs the power. Uh, he the, the king is just a weakened old man at that point. I think Nate just shoots him right then with his gun. And yeah, immediately he starts talking. Bang, 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 bang. Every fucking time they give me the chance, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot someone. I think that we see the music box shows up again. And Teresa. Appears That's what you have to hold the button. The the music box is. Oh, the you're holding the, the music box. box. Yeah. yeah. And God, she, uh, she says, OK, now you have you have the ability to make any wish. Pick one of these three. And then she names three wishes for you. And that is the sacrifice aka the needs of the many where you bring everyone who died when working on the spire and were killed by the king back to life because a lot of people died to build the giant god spire because of me some of them yeah you (laughs) killed a couple of them with your own hand uh the next one is wish for love aka the needs of the few you bring back your sister any spouses you had that were killed by the king because apparently when you go to the spire if you had any spouses they are killed while you're gone and any children you have, and your dog comes back to life. You can have families in this game, by the way. You can get married, have kids. We never we did. Didn't bring that up. No. Yeah, we didn't do that. <laughs> we knew about it. We've done it before. We already did this. In fact, in Fable 3, they have this awesome thing, because in Fable 2, you are a henchman. But in Fable 3, I think you join as your character, right? I think because, so, too. Uh, me, and you, we, me and you did the achievement for having uh, having a baby with someone online, with someone on your friends list, instead of a random NPC running around. All right, the final wish, the, the wish for wealth or the needs of the one. Uh, you leave the spire with a million gold waiting for you in the <laughs> chamber of fate, which didn't matter because Nate was already infinitely rich. So why yeah. would anyone... And it's like, what would you buy with the money when the game is over at that point? Yeah, that's so... It's really interesting because it's like, a lot of games do that, but it's like, how do you skirt around that? You know what I mean? It's like they give you the best, like the coolest weapon, the most OP stuff, or like the most interesting like skill or whatever, and or the ability to acquire that. But like the game is in the at the end. You know what I mean? The only thing you can do is go back. I think of Assassin's Creed, like the earlier ones, like Brotherhood. Like if you got everything, you know what I mean? Like you got all the feathers or whatever, or the flags or whatever it was in that game, and then you unlock the best armor and the best weapon, and then but the game is over because you have to beat the game in order to get all of the fucking collectibles in the first place. So it's like. What do you do? Just run around stronger? Like I don't. See, it'd I don't be cool it. if you had like a new game plus to go into at that point, but you don't do that in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> you don't do that in Fable Two. All know. right. So Nave specifically chose the needs of the few because, of course, he did to bring the dog back. <laughs> yeah, of course, he did. God, the dog dying really hits your heart because it. Dude, it a, is heavy. I do. I do not like violence against dogs in video games i don't know why that is the fucking line i draw like i'll do no russian and i will laugh but if you fucking if i hear a dog yelp 
in my ears. I don't want to play anymore. I don't know what the fuck it is. I think there's a specific Twitter account that is like, if games have dogs getting harmed in it, then it it's like this. It's like it tweets out. You know what I mean? It's like this game has har- harmed. This is what happens to dogs in this game. You know what I mean? It's like. What is it about dog? Like, how that are we their owners, or are they own, do they own us? Oh my god! <laughs> like, no, well, I mean, you do raise an interesting point because I've always been against the whole like you just place the vulnerable thing in danger as like a story beat. Like, oh no, these kids are gonna die in the school bus if Spider Man doesn't save them. Because of course, it has to be a school bus full of kids in this game. Of course, your dog that you've been playing with for the last six hours of gameplay or whatever is gonna get shot and die. It's just, it's a little annoying, especially whenever it, it doesn't amount to anything. The dog died for no reason. Yeah, because you he literally is like, oh, dang, that sucked. And then he just shoots you right after. It's like, the dog, why? Why did you do that, pup? I understand, but why? Uh, so I wish I could see the analytics. I bet they published that at some point. Like, maybe a year later, they're like, this many people chose to save the dog. This many people wanted dude, money. So I bet many it's people literally chose less the dog. than 1%. I bet it's less than 1% that chose the money. Yeah. I can understand choosing the people because there's people who play game seriously. Like, there's people who are like, like, what would I do? Playing in it. Yeah. Yeah, "Hmm, If I'm a really good boy, then I'm going to choose the needs of the many. Yeah. I don't know if there's achievements for tied to each one. I'm pretty sure there isn't. Or maybe there is. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Why am I caught up on that? You know, one thing we didn't bring up about the magic that, uh, so all of the, every single spell in the game is AoE. And the and but they are all also targeted. And so the way that they change the way that they they balance that, which none of it's balanced, so balance loosely in air quotes. But um uh you if you hold down if you hold down the B button, then it's AoE. But if you hold down the B button and then hold the stick in an analog stick in a in a direction, it'll target somebody else. And if you use a targeted version of the ability, it fucking homes in on them, but it it's also like way stronger. So it's like literally 50% stronger than the AOE version. So you have you just choose between that. Also, if you're playing co-op, your co-op partner can body block the spells, but he doesn't body block bullets. So it's like it's really fucking annoying. I was constantly hitting Philip in the back of the head, like because he would run up to start doing melee as I charge for like eight seconds, my fucking Kamehameha, <laughs> and then it just goes. Like into the back of his head, and I'm just like, "Damn it, Philip!" <laughs> Which the magic looks really cool in this game. Like all the magic effects, like all the particle effects, yeah. look really good. This game doesn't and look that interesting old. Spells. Like when you play, it. like the the motion blur looks bad, and the frame rate looks a little low, but the effects are pretty good. The frame especially, rate's very low. It's noticeable. There's like animated cutscenes in some parts that are and really beautiful. nice looking. Yeah. It is like whenever I saw the first cutscene with the bird, I'm like, yo, the aesthetic of this game held up. Like this game looks really good. It's like that war it's like the Warcraft kind of aesthetic. That's what it reminded me of. Everybody has I think like Warcraft looks hands really and good boots. Too. Yeah. Everyone has huge fucking hands and feet. Oh, just like um was it uh what's a Disney Final Fantasy called? Uh um, Kingdom Hearts. King of Arts, yeah. Everyone he doesn't, has have, big he doesn't have big. He doesn't have clown shoes anymore in the next game. He has like Nikes. It's Boo. fucking really weird. It's really, everyone's so fixated on his fucking feet. It's so funny. But if that's a defining character trait that you wear giant clown shoes, then like I guess it makes <laughs> sense. Uh, is there any more me points you want to bring up? I don't know. I feel like we've barely been talking, but it's been an hour. I know. It's like um, looking back at it, 
we covered like I always felt like we were going to be more harsh about this game because there were I'm some surprised too. real struggle points. Like I, I'm not trying to block these out because I remember I think almost like two different nights we got to a point where I'm like, Nave, I can't play this game anymore. We're going to stop. We were getting mad. Like we were legitimately getting upset in this game where there's no consequences. We were getting pissed off. Like it feels like a consequence to play co-op. Yeah, it feels bad just playing it because it's like this is wasting our time. Like remember the the treasure island one where it's like, hey, there's eight pieces of treasure on this island. I oh need you to God. find it. And once we got tired of killing skeletons and saying um, like Pirates of the Caribbean references, like, do you believe in ghost stories? Because you're yeah. in one. Like once we got tired of doing that, it got real hard to finish that mission because we you could have to not find, find it. Eight treasure chests and they're hidden. They're hidden. <laughs> and we like, can't we... control the camera. So we didn't know they were like, just turn left. That, like, yeah. that was the final one. We had to look it up. It was like, yo, turn left when walking in the hallway. And I'm like, you can turn left. And we just like <laughs> rubbed our face on the wall and you drop down a slight ledge. And there it was right before the waterfall. And I'm like, we oh literally made like eight fucking trips around this fucking island. And Philip had the idea of like, Nave, we need to go in reverse. So that we have a different camera angle. And that's when we found like the, the last three, except for the very last one, which we had to like, Google and watch a YouTube video it is God. It was awful. There's another one where you go into a dream state and you play with your with your sister. But oh, that yeah, one I forgot about that. Thankfully has a time limit. <laughs> so we just we used the whole time limit. Dude, I'm pretty sure it's like 15 fucking minutes that we wandered around looking for a fucking bottle to shoot. OK, these are some story beats that we actually skipped over. Uh, this one was kind of interesting because I, I put it in the notes as uh, years passing in the last scene, which that is a bad description. I really need to work on that. So in that you you get shot after your dog gets shot. And whenever you're recovering, you go to basically a heaven where you're on a farm with your sister and they're like, mom and dad will be back soon. But don't worry, Sparrow, we can go play in the yard until they get home. And that's whenever we spent 15 minutes wasting our lives. But then after that, uh, you leave the farm. And of course, your sister's like, where are you going? We're happy here. And I'm like, no, we got to finish the fight as you load your gun and head down the road. <laughs> then as you go back there, you start hearing all the like you start aging up. You go from like, you know, little boy to like the kind of like young adult whenever you first start the game, the real game. And then you reach the the one after like the spire part until you're like basically middle aged at that point. And all of the NPCs, they, all your options, like your hard decisions they talked about, because everything has a consequence, starts coming back to you. And they say it like you start getting like NPC dialogue of like everything you did, like all the stuff we did in the Spire. We get like little bits from that. Us helping Hammer and her dead dad. Us getting like rescuing the wizard from the Spire. Uh, whenever you did that one side mission where you... Uh, had to make a choice between sacrificing seven years of your life or something like that. I was going to bring that one up. You didn't. Or sacrificing the, like, oh no, it was just your youth. It would sacrifice yeah. your youthful looks. And you turn this woman into an, or this, you know, young girl into an old lady instead of you sacrificing it. You, you know, you bamboozled her because like, I don't know, whatever. That was a pretty and cool that, mission. That's an interesting side mission. Like it was, it was something that you could have totally missed. But all of these voices are coming in and it, it rebuilds you into your character. You went from a young child in this dream state to a dang old semi-demon by the end of it, basically yeah. with devil horns, and you're like, well, I'm alive again. A fucking hell spawn, for sure. Who's greedy as shit. For a game that seemed 
weirdly goofy and kind of bonkers and unbalanced that have such a poetic cap introspective yeah yeah after all that it like that one something i'm like this is really good they were on it with this one bit but then the dog dies for in one shot yeah. and then you do all this other stupid stuff and i'm like okay let's just pretend that the actual interesting thing didn't happen and just go back to this is just a fantasy adventure uh do you want to talk about the side quest because this game did feature like level gates of like you can't do yeah. this mission this main story mission unless you were a better hero so you need to go out and help you're people. more known because you ha- the whole time you have a score a renowned score and so that's like as you're doing quests you get renown or like if you pay a bard 10 gold and he starts singing about you you're like which that's renowned. one cool thing because they they're all these different side missions that you do a lot of them have songs for them so like or not songs but like they had like one song and they that song just includes shit that you've done so it's like oh philip killed the wizard and he ran down and got the hobs and he, and he fought the which the hobs are goblins in this game but you know what i mean they they you and you and every time we start dancing and going woo 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 woo, woo fucking, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, yeah the fucking emotes in this game like it's an mmo there's a lot of little goofy flavors of like like they played world of warcraft and we're like let's put that in here yeah that'll be fun but yeah, and... so you uh, you have these level gates, and I'm not sure if it's because because when Philip wasn't around, I was doing side missions. Like I was having a lot of fun playing this fucking game. Like I was surprised at how much I liked this game. I forgot about it, and so I went back and I was doing side missions. And I and whenever we hit these level gates, it'd be like we need three thousand right now, and Philip would be like, oh no. And then I would open my quest log, and there would be a, the first one I saw was like this gives you four thousand right now, and I'm like, oh okay, we can just do this one, and it, and then that be done one with took it. us forty five minutes of walking around Treasure Island. Yeah, that that was a mistake. But yeah, anyways, I so that I don't know if that's indicative of me already playing the side missions or if it's like the game going. Okay, people aren't going to want to play all of our side quests, so don't make this bar too fucking high because this is this is a part where people were like quitting. You know what I mean? I I wonder if that's something they caught in testing or if that's just something that they foresaw because that's one of my main things I complain about in Dragon Age Inquisition is that that bar is is relatively high whenever i play i play that game pretty early and so i don't know if it got patched or fixed or like they we tweaked the numbers or something but it, it needed that it needed to be tweaked because it was too high that you had to do all these boring mindless fucking side side missions this content that is just busy work and it's the mmo syndrome just to pad what out game time yeah it's like but just like more content isn't better some if it's thoughtful you know, like it doesn't even have to be like uh, extravagant. You know what I mean? Because like I got more fun out of I got more fun out of buying the houses and making the money than anything in Dragon Age Inquisition. And in, I mean, as far as qual- Fable Two is concerned, that's a big swipe. Yeah, I, I mean, it was better than Dragon Age Two, but I mean the the characters the characters were. Okay, but it's like I fucking I don't I don't remember anything from Dragon Age Inquisition besides the the fucking busy work. Anyway, Fable. Yeah, I don't think I have any more meat points. You ready to take a break? Mm. Let's do it. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, you know what? Back when we were talking about fear, do you remember that fear machinima? Yeah, with the, the rooster teeth did it. I yeah, can't remember was, what it's called. It's weird. like I think it was another acronym. I think it's scared. I think that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. 
Yeah, which one of the funniest parts of the Martin Cito Pants video is when, because, you know, boat. <laughs> so, yeah, boat, like, watercraft. Yeah. Yeah, they this like chat had to get creative to get my attention. So it's just a million people saying different words for like um oh. oh god, it was insane. The the most recent episode of Sacred Symbols, uh, as of recording, they were talking about a game, and I can't remember what it was. God fuck, it's gonna kill me now. Because Chris Reagan, they were talking about something, and Chris Reagan, what is it fucking called? What is that game? It's on the tip of my tongue. I'm gonna die now. Thank God we're in a break. Thank God things can be edited. Hold on. God, what is that game? It's got a funny name in Jap in Japan in Japan. Like the direct translation is a fun. It's funny, but like, God, it's so stupid. Uh, anyways, it doesn't matter. They were talking. Maybe you can help me because they were talking about the, you know, the PlayStation Classic had a bunch of PAL versions of the game. You know the difference between yeah. PAL versions and NA versions. Like why they're fucked up on the PlayStation one. Like they were at like 26 frames a second or something, or like 23, no, like some really weird. Well, that's it. Like the in the standard for television in in England or in Europe was like 23 frames a second or something stupid. So all the games ran slower and they were easier because of that. It's like it's like they were literally just basically different games, but I can't remember. So that didn't help me. That train of thought did not help me. But anyway, I'll remember probably like after we're done recording. I mean, do you want to go down the PlayStation Classic games? maybe oh it's i think it's ape escape yeah what about ape escape no i What's think it's called? ape escape it's like monkey it's like monkey get or something <laughs> it's something really dumb hold, hold on. on google it what is ape monkey escape get. called in in japan i think it's like monkey get you or something <laughs> it's, yeah it looks like it says like let's get saru get you saru get you I think Seru is like the name of the monkey. Or it's like, get you. <laughs> monkey, get you. That's what we get. Amazing. Close enough. And we're yeah, back. It's Anyways. All right, Nave. Do you want to take a first on final words or you want me to handle this? You can go. I All like right. replying to things. Fable 2 is definitely, as the Microsoft Store says, the best selling action role playing game in which you take on the role of a hero. Because in this game, you feel like a hero after a while. Maybe not in the beginning, but as you go through this fairy tale adventure, it's ridiculous. It's silly. You have goofy goblins, the hobs. You have spooky ghost skeletons that show up, but nothing's really scary. There is kind of a scary bit where you go through not, oh, what's it called? The place with uh, Dracula's. What's the Dracula place? Count Transylvania. Transylvania, you go through not Transylvania and you fight werewolves and banshees and stuff, but that is mostly just like, hey, this is a horror level, which, well, how many games have horror levels anymore, you know? Half-Life 2. <laughs> it really does. Gears of War. What is that? You, with the with the Lambit wretches the first time you see them, you're like, oh, fuck, this sucks. I hate this place. I mean, th this game is fun to play. When we were playing co-op, the camera was terrible and definitely ruined the experience a little bit. Actually, a lot of it. The camera was terrible. Playing this in co-op is bad. Let me just get it out front. Me and Nate probably could have played it single player together at the same time and enjoyed it more. Probably got different experiences too. Because we were definitely hinging on different things in this game. Like, we were definitely caught up on a lot of... I do want to ask you. We talked about how this game might be one of the better off playing solo titles. But I think this game might be better off couch co-op specifically than online co-op. Like being couch co-op, being right there next to somebody, this could be a fun experience. 
or if it's just somebody popping in to help you for a little bit. Like if I was just like playing it and my daughter was like, oh, you what are you playing? I'm like, hey, do you want to play with me? This could be a fun game to play together. This game's a little inappropriate for kids because there's a lot of cursing and Brit- British slang going on. Half time, I'm not sure what they're saying to me, but <laughs> I would recommend this game. It's on Game Pass. Go give it a shot. This game has a a weirdly poetic stance on some points about being a hero and like all your decisions that add up, like all your, the consequences that come together to form who you are and the choices you make in the future is really interesting. But then it's also making fart jokes where you actually crap your pants and everyone points and laughs at you when you're just walking <laughs> down the street. Like there's one point where me and Nave spent had to be like five minutes with one monk outside the monastery, just befriending him by just sitting there like pumping our fists, like pump, 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 pump. Oh yeah. And like shoving our fists <laughs> up in the air. And then we dance next to him and he would just, he was slowly falling in friendship with us. I don't think he wanted to fall in love because not everyone wants to love you, Nate. Some people don't want love. So yeah, I recommend to, this game. It's hard to hear, but that's the medicine we need as a civilization. <laughs> that's what oh. fable is all about. Uh, just probably ignore most of the story bits unless you really dig in the lore. The story doesn't matter. It's just a fun adventure. Well said. Well said. My points, you basically hit everything. Um, I want to nail the co-op aspect a little bit more. Um, this game is absolutely better off playing solo. Like, you, It is a goofy experience for a little while to play this game in co-op, but this game is probably not designed to play through the entirety in co-op. Um uh the for as far as the couch co-op thing is concerned uh this game i'm pretty sure is drop in drop out like i'm pretty sure you just need to press start on the second controller to activate the co-op and it just you just pop up so that's an interesting uh aspect of it very evocative of like the you know playstation 2 xbox generation of gameplay but yeah, um, playing this game by yourself is a lot more fun than playing it solo. This might be the biggest, uh, what is the word? I don't want to use ratio again, but I'm going to use it, I guess. There's there's another word. But uh, this is the biggest ratio of like really fun, interesting game to bad co-op experience that we've had on this game, on this show, like probably ever. This is probably going to be hard to beat as well because the game's so fun, the co-op's so bad. So it's like... It's not even like a not. I don't recommend this game. Like it's Aliens, Firestorm, Bravo, or whatever the fuck it's called. It's it's like play this game and and have a water cooler moments with your friends rather than bring your friends along on the adventure. It'd be more interesting to be like, oh, Nave, I just did. Like it almost goes back to the orbs. Like if you see like a friend's orb like go through an area, like oh, you just did the mission where you have to give up so many years of either your life or the young girl's life. What choice did you make? And like, why did you make like the morality doesn't ever come into play unless it's important to you. So if you really want to talk to somebody like if you were to put yourself in the situation, what would you do? Would you sacrifice your life for this woman you don't know? Which it was her fault. They were down there, by the way, for that side quest. Yeah, that's like she read from a book or something. I can't remember. I might be getting side quests mixed up, but she got she she got herself teleported down there. Yeah. But um yeah, so this game does suffer from the binary morality syndrome where everything is either very everything is either heavenly gospel truth good or like, you know, you're pissing on a fucking uh an old lady and then pushing her into the road. Like they like you're either really good or really bad. But it's like 
it, it, it reminds me of, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda falling flat on its face with it trying to, like, diversify the uh, the morality where, like, there are multiple, like, levels of good and evil and, like, oh, and, like thoughtful. Like, they, they but it, it fucked it all up. Like, it made everything, like, not matter. Like, it made the, it made, it, there's something about having a blue option and a red option. You know what I mean? Well, Mass Effect's different. Like, it is a morality system, but it is a morality system within the role that Shepard is serving. Either a paragon or renegade as a, he's a specter, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that is a more defined, like, uh, morality system compared to the one in Fable, which is, this is your morality spectrum as a human, as a hero. <laughs> this This is you. Yeah, and you're either devil horns or you have a halo. And, uh, yeah, well, so it kind of, like, it shoots itself in the foot in that kind of way because then it has to it's like it's like do you take stances on like like controversial like ideas where you're and then label one good label one evil or do you just make everything cartoonishly good or cartoonishly evil and they went for the latter which i think honestly is better but it's better um, for fable yeah it's better for fable for sure but uh if you're if you're looking for something because you see you hear morality system and you're like oh they're gonna get me thinking they're gonna spec ops the line me no, no there's no. none of that you can be as evil as you want and the game will cheer you on and encourage you as you grab it's as a healing item you grab a little baby crunchy chick a, a live baby chicken jam it in your mouth to heal you and chew it up <laughs> and you hear a squeak and you get negative uh morality points as you turn more evil but it maxes out your health bar and gives you like fullness like a buff bonus we're like you're a little bit evil now but boy was that tasty yeah that's their version of chicken nuggets is these baby chickens so weird fable's just a weird game in general like it's uh it almost feels like somebody's like first go at making like a of their most complicated rpg they could make but it was made by a big studio published by a big company with all these bells and whistles attached to it and nothing falls completely flat it it's a little unbalanced but it's worth playing definitely on game pass probably will forever be on game pass all right do you have anything more for your final words uh nope i guess i mean i can't think of anything yeah, I mean, Fable, it's it's a good game. I'm excited to see what they do with the fourth one. And God, we'll have to play so Fable excited. 3 at some point. Maybe the co-op's Definitely. better. We are getting... I think the co-op is, like, functionally better. I think you're kind of right with, like... It was probably pretty late in development when they were like, hey, let's just throw that co-op in there. You know what I mean? And they are like, oh, this is fine. I don't have any proof behind that, but I'm sure they it always had it way. on the list, but they're like, yeah, we'll get to it after we finish the real estate market. What if we made it so if you do too many fart jokes outside of the store, the price will go down? <laughs> How do we implement this into the code? Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's like it's a fucking wizard. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm getting delirious. My headache's right, worse. We, let's wrap this up then. What are we playing next week? God, if I know. Might be Gears of War. Might be... Oh, wait. We have a we have a game. It's yeah. uh, Anma Cruz. Anma Cursed? Anacrusis. Anacrusis. I was going to get there. Yeah, and we've played, I think, the first episode of it so far. It's like Left 4 Dead, where it has uh, episodic content. And it is a Left 4 Dead clone, definitely. And we'll see. I think I need more game time to really, really hone in on what's going on. So far, not super impressed. 
Yeah, had a, I had a, uh, a level-breaking bug at the end where I became I turned the game into a light gun game on accident. Uh, it is in game preview, so oh, yeah, I don't know if that. it's... I, I'm sure it's on PC, but I don't know if it's on any other uh, systems right now, but uh, it is in game preview. If you care about achievements, which I do, you can't get achievements in this game. There are games in game preview where you can get achievements, like Pit People was like that, but... I think totally accurate battle simulators also like that. Maybe. I don't know. I might be making shit up. But, um, yeah, so games and game preview. Not all the content's out. It's very buggy. Um, yeah, so we're, we're playing that. Other than that, we've got Gears of War 4 on the table. We've got uh, Sniper Elite 5 on the table because that game's actually fun. Um, ESO? Elder Scrolls Online, yep. We, we suddenly are uh, bereft of... Oh, no, what does bereft mean? Is that good or bad? I'm we are sure. bereft of games to play Double down. maybe or the other way around but yeah um if any of you guys hear any of these games and want to hear this episode faster you want to hear elder scrolls online sooner than later then write us in get us on twitter get us on uh email tell us what you need us to play maybe we'll what? start picking games that way the email right now we're just throwing darts at dart we're just throwing darts at dartboard right now all right well, thanks for joining us this week, co-op partners. Maybe we can all go chase some chickens together next time. Or eat them alive. Crunch, 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 crunch. Evil points. Bye.